You are listening to a new episode of the Game of Players podcast. My name's John, and I'm joined by Ryan. Hey, everybody. This week, we're talking about a console you should pick up, games you should play on it, and all this for under $200 in this week's Starter Kit Showdown. So this week, Ryan and I are discussing the wonderful little cube known as the GameCube. Don't forget uh, the handle. Don't forget the handle. Yes, that is correct. There is a handle on this thing. It has its purposes. Ryan will probably go into detail on how he used this handle extensively in his lifetime. And oh, I've handled the GameCube. Oh, yeah. Like, there's, it's a weapon, too, if you think about it. Like, it doubles up as a pretty good weapon. Like They should have made should... it one of the boxing gloves and arm, just like somebody it... grabbing onto a GameCube. Should be like an unlockable for any of the future Nintendo boxing games. GameCube gloves. <laughs> it would work. Uh, yeah, so we'll go into uh, the GameCube here in a bit. Uh, but first, of course, you can find us on thegameinflators.com. You can find us on the podcast application you are listening to right now, in addition to other podcast apps that are out there. So if you don't like the one you're on right now, go find another one. There's plenty of them. And while you're on there, leave us a review because we like that. Uh, you can also find us on social media at the Game Deflators on Instagram and Facebook and at Game Deflators on Twitter because they don't like the all right ryan console history we need console to know history when was this thing launched why was it launched without a dvd player because that's just the most baffling part about this whole generation uh when it occurred and then of course launch lineups we need to know more about that too so the nintendo gamecube launched in the u.s in november on the 18th in 2001 probably the weirdest way i could have said that date yeah, uh, yeah. It launched for $199 and it had an awesome launch lineup. Like we've talked about a lot of these consoles. Some of them didn't have huge launch lineups. Some of them didn't have great launch lineups, but uh, the GameCube is really good. Luigi's Mansion. Boom. That was such a fresh take on something. And it's been like a huge success. It's built its own franchise. That was a great one. Super Monkey Ball. Another one that just got like a revitalization recently. I'm not a big monkey ball person. People dig it. Wave Race Blue Storm. Sequel to very popular N64 game. Uh, All-Star Baseball 2002 because you gotta. Batman Vengeance because Ubisoft. Crazy Taxi. That was a, a big hit. Um, Dave Mira Freestyle BMX 2. Uh, Disney Tarzan Untamed. NFL or Madden NFL 2002 NHL hits 2002 star Wars rogue squadron two and Tony Hawk's pro skater three. Good stuff. I mean, yeah. And when you consider the N64 and it's crap lineup, uh, when it was out, this is above and beyond what the N64 And this is a little bit of something for everyone. Yeah, it really is. When you kind of look at this, a full lineup of all the major sports titles for that year too. Like they were really making this, something for everyone right off the bat. Yeah. I mean, and there's some games here, but I, I played over the years and I mean, still would play today. Like NHL hits is one of them. Tony Hawk, uh, Ball super Squadron. monkey ball wave race is one. That's always good. Create crazy taxi. I didn't really play too much Dave Mira, but I enjoyed the little bit. I, I did played play Dave Mira on PlayStation. Mostly I did as well on the PS one. I don't know if number two was on PS one, but I definitely played Dave Mira on. the. PlayStation I always think one. of, um, 
loving is what I got. It was like the, the song that was like on that game that I just remember that first level and that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's a solid launch lineup and the GameCube in general has a very solid library. Uh, unfortunately just didn't sell a whole ton of consoles, you know, compared to PlayStation two and, you know, I guess with Xbox, I don't know the numbers offhand, but I think it was relatively close to what Xbox did. Uh, okay. So time with the console, uh, Ryan. So outside of using this as a weapon and boxing gloves, how else did you use the GameCube and what was your experience with it? Uh, I love my GameCube. I'm trying to think if it was like Christmas. It, it had to have been Christmas because my birthday is in September, so it wouldn't have been out yet. I definitely must have gotten it for Christmas. Uh, I got a black GameCube because I was cool. Um, I don't remember what my first game that I had was. I know it wasn't any of these games here, I don't think. So maybe maybe I didn't get it for Christmas. Maybe I bought it after Christmas with like my own money or something stupid. I don't know. Um, probably not. 2001, I don't think I was like buying and trading games and stuff at GameStop yet. So that probably wouldn't have been me. Um, I really liked the GameCube. Um, I had a screen for it. Eventually I would play it on vacation. Like I remember me and my buddy posting up in the back of the Tahoe, plugging it into the cigarette lighter thing and playing on the little screen the whole way there. Um, some of my favorite games of all time are on this console. Uh, some of my best gaming memories are definitely on this console. I think that the multiplayer aspect of this was really huge for me um you know 2001 i was in junior high i had moved to a place where i was going to be living for the rest of my life like i'm still in arizona now i'd moved around a lot before then so like and i never had an n64 until basically like the year before this maybe that's why i never had that many n64 games maybe because like i moved here in 2000 because y2k i remember that and then I must have only had it for like a year before GameCube. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. But um, there was so much, there's so much to talk about with the GameCube that I remember like whole, like just weekends lost to just round after round of melee, just beating each other and beating as many level nine Donkey Kongs as you could take on at one time for as long as possible. Um, I remember like going to somebody's house for a sleepover just so that they could like help me unlock Mewtwo. Um, I remember doing like really zany stuff that people today would never realistically do. Like you could never go to somebody today and say, let's get the full experience of playing, um, Zelda Four Swords or um, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles by getting four Game Boy Advances, four of those freaking cables and a GameCube in this game and playing like a mediocre game. Like doing that with a bunch of friends that were all, you know, interested in that stuff made this like the perfect console at the perfect time for me, I think. Yeah, for me, it um, 
really didn't start standing out till college to be completely honest with you you with like all of these things well with nintendo specifically because i didn't really play you know nintendo stuff for the most part until it was around college sony pony yeah for sure man like once that ps1 came out i was all sony for years and it wasn't until college where i started like playing more nintendo stuff but um you know all of these consoles for the most part outside of like the wii u the wii u i got around launch time so that was probably one of the few nintendo consoles i picked up at launch and then um super nintendo i picked up at launch or roughly around launch period, I guess. And the Switch, I got like a year after the fact. So those are the ones that like I've stuck around like since close to the beginning. But for this one, my brother happened to get one at launch. So I got a PlayStation 2. He got a GameCube for whatever reason. That's just the way he wanted to go. He always wanted to do things differently to me when we were growing up. Well, I mean, it didn't make sense to have two PlayStations in the house. Oh, I mean, it did because you got two brothers that want to play their own games. It's kind of like the same reason there's families that like four Nintendo Switch lights because each kid has their own Switch light or like each kid has a Game Boy. So that's the reason it was like there were games that we both like. So he eventually got a PlayStation 2 as well. Uh, He saved up money and bought one like that's what he did. And kind of similar to me, I saved up a bunch of money and bought my first PlayStation 2 in the uh, Gran Turismo bundle set. So uh, coincidentally, buying a PS5 and a Gran Turismo set as well was kind of weird that I, I think about it. But yeah, so he had uh, the GameCube. Uh, one of his friends had a GameCube. Actually, two of his friends had GameCubes. And uh, the big game that he used to play was Star Fox Adventures, which I have yet to beat. And I really want to, actually. So he enjoyed that one a lot. Uh, so did a lot of Star Fox Adventures with him growing up. And then uh, we played a lot of Super Smash Bros uh, when we were in like the high school age, I guess. Uh, because he had one and so it's just kind of what we played in college is where it really kind of stuck but we played a lot of super smash bros uh, justin my brother and i and that was about it that's all i really played on gamecube for the most part it was that and then watching him play star fox that was it that it was pretty much it was a it was a super not a super nintendo it was a super smash bros machine it's pretty much what i kind of you know call it at this point and um yeah I mean, once I got into college, though, we started doing like what you said, overnight parties, people pulling all nighters playing Smash. We do the whole, you know, hey, first place gets to keep the control. And then the other three people uh, have to go ahead and, uh, you know, give it up for the next group of folks. And like we'd have like 10, 12 people playing Smash every night for or like, you know, pretty frequently during the weeks. But the funniest thing, dude, was like when we'd be there and it was just like three controls or something or like a control broken. So he's like, Oh, hold up. They go to their car and they had like the whole GameCube set in their cards. Like, yeah, let me grab a couple controls and bring them in the house type of deal. So it was just always fun, dude. Like there was always smash any party. We went to smash or if smash wasn't there, somebody brought their GameCube with them and we were playing smash all the time without fail. So let's talk about GameCube and controller, because I know that smash and the GameCube controller are so tied in together that they've basically ported the GameCube controller to subsequent consoles so that you can still smash the way you used to smash. Yeah, you can still Uh, do it on the Switch. I mean, is your uh, experience with the GameCube controller positive? You like it? What do you think about it? I think I've said it before. The GameCube controller is my favorite controller of all time. Dude, I feel almost the same way most of the time. Like the way that it holds in the 
hand and the how clicky the triggers are. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's so fantastic. And, and even the third party controllers aren't too bad either. Like they're pretty solid as well. You know, most times when you get a third party controller, like for Xbox yeah. or or Sony, like it's just not it doesn't have the same feel. The grip is different. Like even the third party like GameStop controllers or Mad Cats. Well, Mad Cats, no, Mad Cats sucked. Micro but, wireless Mad Cats one that actually was freaking solid the micro was good but the actual like solid like larger version mm-hmm. i hated it so much but i like the micro one for sure yeah. um the wave birds i'm not a big fan of the wave bird to be honest like that does feel kind of clunky to me in mm-hmm. comparison because you had the battery pack on the back but i never this... had one my friend had a full set though because he had four brothers so it oh. was like yeah a necessity yeah i got a full set at the house as well um with the adapters and all that good stuff but yeah, I knows I used to pick them on the cheap. I'd pick them up like 10 bucks a pop for so long. Dude, I think I, you know, between controllers that I own in my house, I think I have like 30 GameCube controllers or something. And then Damn. I've got like 20 or 25 N64 controllers. Dude, roughly. you know, we should make you like a really cool like wall art piece with them or something. It would be pretty cool to have them like hung up. Um, I mean, I don't have all the colors, but like I have orange spice. I think I have white. I've got the indigo, I've got black, I've got silver, and I think that's it. Oh, and I got the one that's uh, multicolored. It's got like the purple top and the clear bottom. I have one of those as well. That's another really cool thing about the GameCube is like, I feel like of all the consoles that have ever advertised and promised like, oh, we're going to have like so many colors and it's going to be, but that's all BS. I've talked about this before. You fooled me with the PSP thinking it was going to be popular and trendy. The GameCube did have a lot of colors, but they were were predominantly in other countries. So like orange spice, I think is a Japan exclusive. I want to say white might be Japan or some other country. There's also like the third party stickers on some of them on the center emblems. So Mm -hmm. there's like a Heineken one for sure. I don't remember. There's one other. I don't remember it off the top of my head. And then there's like a Panasonic like developer type console that's out there that's super expensive that people is that the q i think it's yeah panasonic q or something i don't remember um i'm not that deep in the gamecube collecting to be honest but there's tons of bundle packs tons of sticker tops like other things that go in that center emblem area panasonic q yeah that one's pretty highly collectible it's prize collection for most people and they find it never seen one actually in in person i think that this console actually has some advantages in speed running or something and it does play dvds which is what the gamecube should have had is dvds and i think that would have helped it with its uh that that's really what was a downfall of both xbox and uh nintendo or uh you know the gamecube it was, was supposed having... to be an anti-piracy measure with those mini dvds it was supposed to make it harder well... to pirate games and they actually i think think i remember hearing before that there was controversy that it might have actually hurt their sales because of how popular pirating games makes buying hardware well except in the cat in the case of dreamcast um but yeah you know i think that was a huge reason for it to uh failed i mean you had and we've brought it up before where the success of playstation 2 isn't necessarily built on the fact that the amount of games it sold. I mean, hell, it sold a lot of games and sold a lot of consoles, but it was a DVD player and it was a great cheaper option to get a DVD player and a video game console all in one during the height of really not the height, but like the beginning eras of that generation of 
how you watch film. Does and the Wii so, play DVDs? I don't know. I never tried. I don't think any of the Nintendo consoles do anything special like that. If you homebrew the Wii, it'll play DVDs. Well, yeah, if you homebrew it or do so, whatever I mean, you want to it. It has the capability. I, I don't know if the Wii U, like I'm assuming I don't it know. can I've, as well because it's just a souped up Wii. I've never really tried, to be honest. It's just not something I've I really cared about. Like I haven't honestly purchased a DVD that what that I wanted to watch on like a console in years. Like I'll usually purchase a DVD for like older films that you just don't find in streaming services. And it's very few and far between that. I actually usually like if you find that. a special edition for cheap somewhere or like yeah. a full series box set of something for cheap somewhere. Yeah. And that's and the I'll, only time I'm buying physical. And I video. hold it. I hold it aside and never really watch them. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, if I do watch it, it's usually on the PlayStation 2, which is funny because that, that's a DVD player as well. So it works out. I've had um, like the full Scooby-Doo collection in my Amazon maybe pile for like years. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm surprised it's still even on there. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, lots of colors, obviously, lots of great controls. Um, you know, it. it like I said, it's one of my favorites, and there are some very solid titles on the console. So, yeah, I, a standout console for me. And the fact that it only sold $22 million when you look at it nowadays is shocking given the quality of it. Uh, and in, in many ways, it was a lot more powerful than the PlayStation 2, um, you know, in terms of the games that were played there and the hardware and inter- or the internal components. So uh, I think it I think- looks amazing. Like, most GameCube games looked really sharp. And they mm-hmm. still hold up pretty well because it was like a very stylized generation too. They yeah. weren't going for the hyper muddy realism when everything started to begin to lean towards going that way. And I think that was a huge perk to it, but just it didn't catch on. You know, people were looking for that Final Fantasy X realism type of view. And when you look at it nowadays, you're like, wow, that's not that great. <laughs> you know, um, one thing that's interesting with the GameCube, I'm kind of looking over the the wiki and some stuff here, uh, and they're calling out the link cable, and then later on they're calling out the switch, and it kind of reminds me, like you know, this was uh, in some ways had a lot of things that you would see them go on and later iterate on, like having the GameCube and the GBA linked up, you know, having like your menus and stuff on this bottom screen, and then having like something going up here, like really probably helped lead them on into that, you know, DS next generation of having more information in these games. And a lot of games on GameCube tried to transition into DS titles later, like uh, Wind Waker, huge game for GameCube. They try to make two more of them on DS, you know, in the mm-hmm. same art style and stuff. Um, and they're calling out like with the, screen for the gamecube and being able to be like portable or being able to dock it at home it it was kind of like a first switch like in a sense like a full console in a portable package that you could realistically play elsewhere yeah Um, well as far as gamecube is concerned what are some standout titles for you man dude so many so like some of my favorite games of all time, Resident Evil four is like probably my number one game. Still, that was a GameCube launch or not launch, but it was a GameCube like, you know, jumping off point for the franchise. Like it was going to be a whole new style of Resident Evil. And this is the platform they chose to 
take it on and you could even get yourself like a dope little chainsaw controller i i never had that but it looked fun um you know i think resident evil 4 is supposed to be an exclusive it was for a long time but now it's on everything yeah almost as much as skyrim and gta 5 (laughs) god those games dude on Um, everything the uh the paper mario the thousand year door like paper mario one i think i think paper mario one like holds a nearer dearer place in my heart just because of i played more of it like anytime i want to replay one of those games i always choose the first one Mm -hmm. but thousand year door has so much good stuff in it and it built so well off of it and Nintendo's just never willingly gone back to exactly that same thing. They keep trying to iterate and and do that. And I feel like there's such a huge crowd of people that want uh, more just like Thousand Year Door. I'm going to have to play Thousand Year Door at some point. Like I played the one on the Wii and it was okay for a game. But like we we played it and we enjoyed it. So a thousand mm-hmm. year door is much better than that. Then I think we'll enjoy that one, too. Well, it's a straight up RPG. Yeah. Instead of a platformer like the Wii one. Yeah, that's true. The Wii one is a bit of a platformer. The um, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, that was a weird game. It was so different than any other Final Fantasy, but I was so excited and we never beat it, but it was so different and intriguing. And I really wish that when they had remade that, they had done it in a better way that made more sense instead of kind of, I think they dropped the ball on that. Yeah, they dropped the ball on a lot of things over time. Um, for sure. Continuation of some of these games. Yeah. Really cool things like um, Resident Evil 1 Remake. Or not Remake, but like the first RE Remake game that came out then. That was like a huge like graphical step forward uh, in revitalizing an older title. And I mean, that still holds up super well. People recommend that all the time yeah and they actually took that and uh put it on playstation 4 as well it got ported over that specific one it had like one and two i think it was origins or something and has uh it might not be origins i don't remember the name exactly but it's the one two game that's included on ps4 as well now there's a combo pack yeah um let's see this was uh this was the first nintendo console to have uh memory cards and i think the no, only... no, it wasn't. The N64 had memory cards, too. Oh, like in a controller pack thing? Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, I never had that. I thought that was just for, like, Rumble Pack. No, dude. Um, unless I'm wrong, but... Well, uh... so this game had the first thing that required memory cards because Animal Crossing uh, released with a memory card because it would take up the full memory card to save your game and you needed like an internal clock. So I think it had like a needed like a battery or something. Yeah, there's memory packs for via N64. Okay, well, yeah. I was wrong there, but I know that Animal Crossing launched with one because that was super fun. It had like stickers in there and that was an that was an awesome game. That was so weird, like because that was originally an N sixty four game actually in Japan, and then they didn't release it here until GameCube. So, you know, it I think it had like more to it, or was like updated or added onto, obviously. But mm-hmm. that was the first time I'd ever played a game like that. I'd never played like 
Harvest Moon or anything that was more like just like a slow, like chill kind of game. Yeah. And I think that really opened my eyes to like what else, you know, you could do in games. I, I didn't really catch on to it super well. I thought it was like too boring. Like if I had the capability at the time to have two TVs, one of them with that and one of them with TV, I would have done a lot more of that. That's how I had fun playing the latest Animal Crossing. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so for me, uh, standout titles were, of course, Star Fox Adventures, because, you know, kind of has to be. It was a game that was always in front of me. Uh, Super Smash Bros. Uh, is definitely a standout title for me. Constantly played it. Mario Kart Double Dash. Oh, that's best. Best Mario Kart of all best. time. Yeah. Yeah. E- easily best Mario Kart. I can't believe they've never gone back to that as a concept. Like it was it was so innovative like mario kart had been kind of like such a huge success and i i think it's so original to build on it in that way because it's so out of the box like and i'm really disappointed there's not more yeah um donkey kong or donkey konga and not in a good way uh i was so disappointed that it took up to really the wii to get another good Donkey Kong game out. What about uh, DK64? The legend. No, it's known as one of the worst games of all time, isn't it? Did, like it's. Oh, did you not play it? No, I do. No, I didn't want to play that because it wasn't anything like what I was playing on Super Nintendo. Like that is for for me. The Super Nintendo games are peak Donkey Kong. Yeah, like there's definitely. nothing better than those games. Even the newest iterations of Donkey Kong Country are nowhere near what the Super Nintendo games offered. So. Yeah, so for me, it was super disappointing. Like, I was so excited when it came out on the Wii, and I got to play that style of Donkey Kong again. Uh, you know, even though it wasn't exactly the same, I got to play that side-scrolling type adventure. So yeah, Donkey Konga, not in a good way that that one's in there. Um, and then Resident Evil 4 is, of course, a standout title for me. I uh, saw my brother play that one a lot on the GameCube, and then he played on the PS2 as well. Uh, that was just his thing, it was Resident Evil 4 and Star Fox for the most part. Um, so, you know, looking at the overall games, you know, that we put on our list, uh, you know, if I had to name one title that I could not add to my list and in which, by the way, I'm going to have a far superior list than you, I I can guarantee this. Um, oh, I see you added a memory card block. I should have added one of those, but I can because I'm under the total that, that you suggested. So... I would say Super Smash Bros. is probably the big title for me. If you had to get one GameCube game, I would say grab a complete in box. It's just a nice piece to have. It's 66 bucks. Um, you know, if you can get a good That's deal not on that it. outrageous either. No, I mean, it's kind of fluctuated between like 40 and 70 dollars. Obviously, during the most recent um, pandemic stuff has shot up. But yeah, I think it's kind of leveled back out to what it was for a number of years. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, look, a new game is going to cost you $70 nowadays, 60 to 70 bucks. Uh, Super Smash Bros is $66. Is it kind of priced up? Yeah. But is it worth it? Yeah. It's not a bad game and it's worth having. So that's my suggestion. If you had one game that you had to buy. Yeah. Um, mine's going to be Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. Uh, that's like 112 bucks right now in uh, April 2022 uh it's it's fantastic it's definitely peak gamecube i think there's not another 
RPG on the console that's better or better remembered than this one, I think. It's just 112 bucks is is too much to go on a starting uh, starter kit showdown like this. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's the thing. Like, I think GameCube got really knocked. Like, a lot of games that would have been fairly affordable before a couple of years ago, I think GameCube collecting has really blown up. And a lot of these games are going to be really expensive or or just harder to find or more competition (laughs) for them. You know, you're going to be going online and paying that premium rather than finding them just somewhere. Yeah. And, you know, I need to quickly double check on mine, make sure I didn't choose loose because I'm pretty sure I did complete in box. So don't worry, Ryan. I thought you said you were doing loose last time. I might have. So let me see. Final Fantasy. I think I did choose loose. I'm pretty sure you said you were doing loose because I was giving you crap because it's GameCube because I always do complete in box and you always do loose, basically. Yeah, I'm doing loose on GameCube this week. So, yeah. All right. That explains a lot. Looking so at let, me, let me precursor this. OK, so I put a lot of thought. I always put a lot of thought into my list. I always try to do a little bit of something for everyone. And I think that the GameCube generation with the price of first party Nintendo games makes it difficult to get a wide spread of things not for john not not for his loose gamecube games that are going to be thrown all over the place and cracked yeah okay john lay it on me i I want you to go first just because i know that it's going to be you've probably got like a mountain of games let me just kind of get my list out here that i wrote because i didn't want you to see in advance all right so we're saying a gamecube is going to be 75 bucks That'll get you a controller. It'll get you, you know, everything you need pretty much to get started. I would dare say it has a memory card in it already, but I'll level if you, Ryan, and I'll put a memory card on my list here because, you know, frankly, I can't because well, I have money I to spare. I threw one on my list because I honestly couldn't find anything that I would want to put $10 complete in box. It was all just like garbage, like old sports games and stuff. Oh, see, I didn't need to go old sports games. All right. We got a loose GameCube of 75 bucks. We're going to throw on a 16 megabyte, 251 block memory card like Ryan did at 1090. Okay. Uh, So if I do my math correctly there. Yeah. Let me pull up my calculator again, just in case, Ryan, just in case. Yeah. It's 8590, John. Okay. So (laughs) that would actually just need to look at my most recent calculations, Ryan. All right. So I'm going to say, by the way, my collection right now is 189 is what it came out to. If I throw in the memory card, it comes up to 199. So just okay. just a yeah, heads that's up. Perfect. Yeah, just perfect. Maybe a little above 200 if you add in the like 90 cents. OK, so first game, Burnout, player's choice version, 724. Burnout is a solid game. I've yeah. always enjoyed it. It's fun with racing. It's fun to do crashes. It's a fun game, dude. If Burnout's never a played. really solid choice. I I teetered back and forth on that several times uh, on my list, and I just I had to edge it out. Yep. Next on my list, Tony Hawk Four, because it's Tony Hawk. I love Tony Hawk games. We played four, I think, on the PS2 uh, for one of our inflation deflation segments a while back. And dude, I mean, is it as good as Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two? Not really. Is it a Tony Hawk game? 
Yes. Is it good? Yes. Uh, Neck, and that's 796 on that one. Next game, because we have to jump into some Final Fantasies. We've got Crystal Chronicles at 846. And actually, I just checked, and it's now 7-something. So since I made this list like a week ago before we recorded... So um yeah, eight forty six for Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. You but get you your can't arc- you can't do that without the all the accessories. You can play one player on that. I looked it up. I oh. actually went up to my loft and I pulled Final Fantasy. Oh, that's right. Off of my shelf, and I looked at it. I said, "Cool, I can add this to my list." Mm. Think about that one. So Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles eight forty six. You get a little bit of an RPG adventure in there. Next one. I have Ty, Tasmanian Tiger number one. So you got your 3D dude, really like they just remade it, man. It is a fantastic. Yes. Oh, I don't remember. They that. just did a, re- a remake of it or like redid the graphics or something. Yeah, it was just re-released, man. Fantastic game series. If you haven't played the Ty series, they're great. Um, in fact, I wish they would have made get more. Edgier as they go on too. like by the third one, does he have like a machine gun and an eye patch? No, but that would be amazing. <laughs> just that's not a knife. I got a knife. <laughs> it just pulls out a rocket launcher. Yeah. So the tie, the tie oh, series. That's, I, that, that's not a, the same accent. Well, they're Tasmania's in that same general area. You, you know, Ben would be very angry if I said this, but <laughs> they're not all the same. They're not all the same, but they're close. Like. <laughs> If you if you haven't been to that side of the world, you would not really know the difference between an Australian guy and a New Zealand guy for the most part, if you've never been there. Now, having been there, yes, I could totally see the difference in dialects, 100%. So don't worry. I gotcha. Uh, all right, so that one. Uh, that's 882 on that one. Uh, next is NFL Blitz 2002 because I need my sports game. It's 892 for said sports game. And it's NFL Blitz. We've played NFL Blitz. We had a great time with NFL Blitz in the past. I love going to arcades and playing NFL Blitz because it just never gets old. It doesn't matter. It could be NFL Blitz 1999 or something, dude. Or 1985 if they had one on there. It's always, as long as the graphics look the way they do that arcade style, it's going to be a good time. Mm -hmm. And it's worth playing. Love it. I can go back to like NHL hits 2003 and, and whatnot and have a great time as well. It's just it's not going to stop me from enjoying those games because of the gameplay style. So always recommend those when you get your hands on them. Uh, next one is Dragon Ball Z Budokai. Mm. I, had to, I had to get a fighting game in there. This is one that I've had very limited exposure to because there's so many fighting games, in Dragon Ball Z. But it's a great fighting game in the experiences that I've had. Uh, it's solid because of the characters that you have available to you. If you're a fan of Dragon Ball Z series or Dragon Ball Z series, you're going to enjoy this. Um, definitely worth having that one. Now, obviously you have like Tenkaichi three and all of those like premier titles that are clearly going to be like above and beyond better than Budokai. Uh, but this is still a decent Budokai pop was, in for your yeah, collection. Budokai yeah. was serviceable. I think Budokai two is way more interesting because it has this whole like board movement overworld in between fights that adds like a whole layer to the game. And I think the, the graphics look a lot better in Budokai two also. So I, 
but Budokai was definitely one of those that was I was edging on too for fighting games because yeah. Soul Calibur is the obvious choice, but it's just so expensive. Yep, and that's why I didn't add Soul Calibur because like I don't have the budget for that to pop it in. Soul Calibur Smash. So a lot of this list is like <laughs> going for games that are alternative in the same genre and still good because those premier first party, second party games are just so expensive Mm -hmm. and they're still solid. So it's like, you're still going to get a great experience with these titles. Uh, Next one I have on here is a Mega Man X collection Mm. at $22. You want Mega Man? You got Mega Man. I think that this is a great opportunity to have multiple titles popped onto, uh, you know, a game obviously. And on top of that, this used to be a lot more expensive, this particular collection. So it seems to have gone down in price, which I'm okay with because it fits into my budget here, Ryan. I'm going to knock you for that one, John, because it's it's not really like GameCube games. It's just old no. games. Yeah, but still in the GameCube. <laughs> and I, I could have gone Atari collection if I wanted like true, true numbers of games. But no, I went Mega Man. Yeah, I went with uh, GameCube chess. Nope, Game 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 Chess, a great version of chess. I went with the Intellivision Collection, the Magnavox Odyssey Collection 1, 2, and 3, and the Atari Collection 1 through 12. Um, You get all of these titles. (laughs) They got Tic-Tac-Toe for GameCube. You know, it wouldn't surprise me. I got Sudoku for like the 3DS and DS. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, All of those make sense. All right, and then last on my list, Ryan, because I'm not done. Last on my list is a loose copy, and I had to eBay this to make sure because it was actually a lower price on price charting. Mario Kart Double Dash made my list. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I got two racing games. One of them's a kart racer, and uh, yeah. So I've got on my How list much for Ryan, that one. Fifty. Fifty for loose. Fifty for loose. Ooh, no. Ha- so that's where all your budget. I <laughs> I worked it all in there, dude. I was like, I gotta have one solid, solid game for people. So overall, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight total games for a collection, all loose. Uh, initially, when I made this, it was one eighty nine, and then. Uh, there's some shifting that's happened. So a few things have kind of, you know, plus minus a few dollars here and there over the last week since so I made throw, it. Throw that uh, memory card in there. Yeah, yeah. we throw a memory card in there and it comes up to about one ninety nine. So just go. around that price point. I would say I win this one, but you, know, I, you need to go through your list. Actually, you know, I'm feeling a lot more confident now, especially because you got loose games and I got a full six killer complete inbox titles here for you. So um i also did the 16 megabyte 251 block memory card for 1090 um my big ticket item i'll go over first because this is probably you know like i i gave a lot of props to paper mario earlier but i think this is absolutely my favorite rpg on the platform uh tales of symphonia if you've not played the tales games before they're very different than like Final Fantasy, at least in this one, um, instead of having like a turn-based combat, when you go into battle, you go into like a side-on view. Um, I want to say beat them up, but like you do have like combos that you can do. Uh, you can do coordinated attacks with your allies. You can assign attack buttons to do different attacks for your allies or for yourself. 
It has a super rich world, super great storyline, all kinds of those fun JRPG side things. Like uh, I always remember you find these recipes by finding this cook who disguises himself as things in the world. Um, the characters are great. The colors are beautiful in this game. It's such a lush cartoon world. Um, can't recommend this enough. Uh, 3538, which is actually, I think, really reasonable for a title of this quality. Um, next up, you know, I, I'm surprised by the way that it's that much because it was re released on current yeah, as gen the dual pack, yeah, like with that. The sequel that honestly really surprised me because when that first came out, it plummeted, dude. It was like in the 40 something dollar range, I want to say, for Tales Symphonia, and it shot down like $18 complete in box. So the fact that it's that high still is actually kind of crazy. This is one of those games like. If, if I was going to do a starter kit showdown thing and go out and buy games again, this is one that I would absolutely go and buy. Yeah. Um, next up, I was also looking at GameCube fighting games and also noticed that, you know, the obvious choice was way too expensive. Uh, but I went opposite. I went Naruto Clash of Ninja 2. That's a solid uh, one. Yeah, it's a really, really fun title. If you haven't played, like, I, I think I've only played the first two of these games. But, like, uh, if you're not super familiar with Naruto, like, the ninja abilities and stuff in these games are really fun and done really well. Uh, you got a great cast of characters. Um, they're just really fun and, I think, kind of different fighting games. Um, I this was twelve fifty nine. It fits perfectly in there. I think you have like a Japanese copy of this game, don't you? Yeah, I do, and I actually have um, whatever it is needed to play Japanese games. Yeah, well. I I love that box. I I always admire that box over there because the GameCube uh, Japanese boxes are amazing, cute little things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're very uh, conservative on shelf space. Yeah. Which is interesting. Like you kind of wish they would have transitioned that type of stuff here to U.S. Bigger, same, better. Same way as like Super Nintendo. Like the Super Nintendo or really Super Famicom cases, because um, I got a lot of those for Japanese console as well. Um, yeah, same deal there, man. They they have like this VHS like solid build of a box, yeah. and we just got these rinky dink like plastic bot or not plastic, but like you know paper boxes that just yeah. don't hold up as well. I feel. GameCube is very similar to that. I think we got like some solid, jewel, not jewel cases. We got some solid DVD style cases, but I much prefer the the smaller um, compact version. Yeah, I, I do as well. Um, this next one I had to look up because I had never actually heard of this game, but it's supposed to have pretty good reviews. Uh, XG3 Extreme G Racing. Have you heard of this one before, John? I have. I think it's on the N64 as well. Extreme G Racing. I mean, this looks like it's XG3, so maybe that means it's the third one, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's um, on the N64 as well. So it's like a, kind of like a wipeout motorcycle kind of thing. It's it's well-reviewed. Um, I actually didn't even look up <laughs> footage of this or anything. It was on PlayStation also. Um, but it, at twelve forty two, it fits in for a solid complete in box racing title for my lineup. Yeah, it's one that I haven't played either. I do own a copy. I think I own a copy on the uh, the GameCube as well. As a matter of fact, we should check and, it out. Yeah, we should at some point. Um, 
but it's got some pretty good reviews overall. Uh, the N64 one in particular. I don't know about the GameCube one. Uh, next up, my favorite game of all time, maybe, which feels great to be able to put on this list. Resident Evil 4 Player's Choice 2350. I, nice. I think that's unbelievable that you can actually get it for that low of a price. I would say that that is definitely like a, a deflated game. I would easily pay like 30 bucks for a title of this quality. I think you're biased. I, it's it's a tremendous game. Like if you're going to own a GameCube, this is an absolute must play. Um, it still has creepy parts in it for me. Like the regenerators are still creepy, I think. Nice. Uh, next up, I needed to fill the role of some type of action platformy kind of thing. Mario games are kind of expensive and I didn't really want to put any of those on here, taking up a bunch of room. And I kind of looked back at the generation. Prince of Persia Sands of Time was a solid multi-platform title. Um, I don't see any reason why, you know, the GameCube version is not as good as the others. I think it would hold up just as well. And I think it's a solid recommendation for 15 bucks. Yeah, I mean, we played that on an inflation deflation a while back and it was my first time experiencing it back then and I enjoyed it. And then last but not least, um, this is just a game that I remember uh, having and having a lot of fun with. Uh, it's a good game to grab a buddy and sit down with uh, X-Men Legends. It's kind of a over the top isometric sort of um RPG where you control a group of X-Men. Um, it's got like all kinds of different abilities that you unlock as you go through and, and level up um, your party. You switch between the characters actively. It's multiplayer. Uh, just a really fun game to, to spend some time with with somebody. And for 15 bucks, I, it rounds out my list with, you know, being like just something fun with friends. Good stuff, man. So um, I feel a lot more confident now. I mean, you did have like a pretty good list, but going back through these, I, I chose all of these games for pretty good reasons. And I think it's it's uh, a much better list than what you have. <laughs> I, I would disagree. I mean, I put a lot of my budget into that Mario Kart and Mega Man, though, when you consider half of my budget went to those two games. Uh you know, I'd say that you got a pretty well-rounded list out here, especially for complete in box. And honestly, if you would have gone loose, you know. Oh, yeah, I could have added more than two games to this list if I had gone loose, I'm sure. For My sure. I'm total came in at 124.79 for all of that, including that memory card. Yeah, and if you're on that GameCube, you're looking at 199.79. So, I mean, either of these lists, I think, are really good, like, of... Of all of the ones that we've done, I think that buying this one now is probably going to save you the most money in the short term. I I don't see GameCube games really going back down to where they were two years ago. I think a lot of these games kind of have a new floor, and as more collectors go in, that floor is just going to go up. So if you're going to get a GameCube, now might be the perfect time to start off with one of these. Yep, I would agree. I think that's a good time to get in, especially for uh, some of these titles uh, while they are still low. Um, 
Well, I'm trying to think, what do we got next? We got to do Wii next, right? Dude, the Wii is going to be an interesting one. Wii is going to be fun, dude. I got a lot of Wii games. I got good Wii stories, too. I think most people have good Wii stories. I don't have good Wii stories. <laughs> They're all bad. All, all bad, bad Wii stories. All bad. Yeah. We keep talking about Wiis. We're going to start trending on uh, different types of websites here. Keep saying we. It, it might get us some more audience. We. We. Okay. Well, I had fun with this one. I still think I had a better list, but still solid overall, Ryan. Let us know who you think won this starter kit showdown somewhere on the internet. Somewhere. You can comment on our website or our social media platforms. There's lots of places to find us. We're all over the place, Ryan. All right. Well, uh, I don't have anything more on this. We'll obviously see you all next week. This has been a new episode of the Game of Flavors podcast. My name's John. I'm Ryan. And thanks for listening. <laughs>